I'm Derek. And I'm Melissa. And you're listening to 7 Minutes on Earth. And our time starts in 3, 2, 1. Episode 24, Harnessing What Makes You Unique. Uh, Melissa, uh, I think it's safe to say that no two people in the world are the same. That's fair. All of us are unique. Yes, we are. But isn't it interesting how often we lump each other in the same category? Right, right. I think um, sometimes we put suppositions on people or just assumptions. Well, you come from here or, you know, you grew up there, so this must be you. Yeah, when I was a a boy, I was actually taller than most people. Okay. The one comment I got over and over and over again, and I used to roll my eyes when I got it, was, <laughs> oh, are you going to be a basketball player when you grow up? <laughs> and uh, the truth is, I'm pretty sure that the movie White Men Can't Jump described my basketball game. There you go. <laughs> uh, I played with a lot of enthusiasm. You did. You love basketball. I love basketball. In fact, uh, today I was shooting hoop a little bit. And... Um, I enjoy a great basketball game, Mm -hmm. but uh, I was the last person cut for my freshman basketball tryouts, and um, I never really looked back after after that. that. The interesting thing is, even though I was tall, and that's maybe what everybody thought, um, there were some other things that made me very unique. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of those was, I, when I was growing up, I grew up in a house that was really similar to kind of the the Von Trapp family singers Mm -hmm. from The Sound of Music. There's only four of us, but uh, my mom was incredibly exceptionally musical. Like mm-hmm. she was, she was a genius. Yeah. And my dad uh, grew up in choirs and singing, mm-hmm. and so mom really wanted our family to sing quartet. And mm-hmm. so when I was a boy, before my voice te- changed, I sang tenor, and then once my voice changed, I sang bass. Mm-hmm. And my sister, I think, sang um, alto and soprano or soprano alto. I forget which. And um, So we grew up really singing on stages and singing as a quartet. Mm -hmm. What's interesting about that is I hated it. I hated every minute of it. My sister loved it and she was gifted at it. She was good at it and she looked good doing it. I hated it. I I didn't like, I I felt like I didn't like everybody looking at me. Mm -hmm. Um, But what it did was it developed in me for whatever reason I had, I harbored a really deep love for music, Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it was Peter and the Wolf, um, you know, classical music, whether it was jazz. Yeah. Um, And soon I could hear orchestrations in my head and I was writing songs in my Mm -hmm. head. And that's something that not a lot of um, even teenagers do is write music. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was something that I began to really pursue. And that began to uh, get me into uh, a calling and a career Mm -hmm. and a starting place and it really has shaped a lot of my life. Now, I, st- I do it as a hobby today, mm-hmm. but it shaped a lot of kind of my vocation and a lot of my inroads uh-huh. um, throughout most of my adult life. Uh, now, how about you? You, uh, When we met, you mm-hmm. were on stage as one of the, the, three, sisters the three sisters doing the Fiddler, Fiddler on, on the, the Roof. roof. Yeah. yeah. How did you get into musicals? Was that always something that you were into? I, I think my love for musicals started when I was a kid and I saw Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Is that your favorite? That's, that was my first one I'd ever seen, but I do like it. I, yeah. It's charming. It's fun. takes me back. I think um, I've made it through seven minutes of that. Movie. Seven brides, <laughs> seven brothers, and seven minutes. I just, I just really liked it. I liked them telling the story in songs, um, especially songs that were witty or smart or clever. Um, but uh, and you like singing all the way through. 
I well, not necessarily. I know, like when they came out with the newer Les Misérables, you didn't really like it that much. I kept waiting for the dialogue. Just start right. talking, and, and they only sang it. But um, regardless, no, I I liked theater for that reason, and um, Oklahoma I, and all the rest. Right, of and I thought what I would do is when I um, started attending some courses in community college, I thought I would take up lighting because that would kind of get you in a little bit, and it was. I thought it would be interesting, and it turned out I was wrong. It wasn't as interesting as I thought it was going to be. It was a little bit above my head and a little bit too technical for me, but that just kind of pushed me more um, towards the stage then. And so that's how I happened to be in Fiddler on the Roof, and you were the cute trombone player in the pit. Well, thank you. Thank you for calling me cute. I yes, appreciate yes. that. But uh, now your other interest is gardening. Yeah. How did that develop? Well, that's kind of a funny thing because I um, – you know, growing up, my mom was a single mom for many years in my childhood, and we moved around quite a bit. And if you're renting, you don't typically get an area that you're allowed to dig up and plant stuff. So um, it wasn't until later years, af- actually after you and I were married, that we had a home and, you know, I could start maybe experimenting a little bit with it. But I always kind of wanted to plant stuff. I always liked being around growing things. Um, and especially being outside, we already talked about in a- another episode how much I enjoy being outdoors. But, um, and that's just kind of grown, you know, I mean, you, it's trial and error and sometimes things go well and sometimes they don't, but that's kind of what I enjoy about it. You bring up a great point when it comes to harnessing your uniqueness. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, sometimes it's hard to see how you're so, how you're different um, than the people around you. And you're not really sure where to go. I think maybe one of the worst questions to be asked is what's your passion? Mm-hmm. Um, because especially early on, you just don't know. You don't know. Or you're passionate about something different every week. Right, right. right. So I want to play this instrument. Nope, I want to play that instrument. I think the best way to develop something is to start kind of from the outside. Mm-hmm. Instead of jumping in and trying yeah. to think you're going to be on the inside first, start on the outside of it. Find things that are related Right. To that field. Right. And then see where that takes you. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you never know kind of where kind of the, the rabbit trail is going to take you. And sometimes that requires a little bit of trial and error. Mm-hmm. And that trial and error is important to figuring out um, how do I embrace mm-hmm. the way that God has put me together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, I'm tall, but I don't really play basketball. Mm-hmm. I write music. Mm-hmm. Um I was cut from my basketball team and that got me into swimming. Um, right. And that's, uh, you know, something I, I'd love to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, I started biking and that then led to biking in Colorado because of some peer situations. Mm-hmm. And But that led to a deep love of biking. But mm-hmm. I was watching the Twitter fronts before that. So I think a lot of this is just in, in harnessing your uniqueness, just begin to start from the outside mm-hmm. See if that captivates your interest or if you if that leads to something mm-hmm. that's more interesting that's in that same kind of a field that's related to that. Right. And when you start to do that, you figure out what your contribution is to the world. Yeah. And that's yeah. the best place to be where you know, wait a second, I'm actually bringing something to other people mm-hmm. around me instead of just doing this for myself. Right. Right. 